Shalom, brothers and sisters. Shalom. Shalom. We have a detailed lesson, a timely lesson, brothers and sisters. Um, today's lesson will be called A Patient Servant. We're going to talk about patience in the walk, uh, being faithful to the Most High in the spirit of Christ. To be patient is to endure discomfort without complaining, brothers and sisters. When everything is going our way, patience is easy to demonstrate. So we are looking to make a concerted effort to learn patience. That's something that must be learned. It doesn't happen overnight, brothers and sisters. And during this walk, some of us have been in this walk for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And, you know, a lot of the cultural things of just knowing you're Israel, that's going to wear off, brothers and sisters. It is going to wear off. Initially, of course, it's like a stimulus. It's, it's, you know, it's a springboard. You're ready. You're, you're rejuvenated. But after some time, that's going to wear off and you're going to just have the doctrine of Christ and your work. Because being an Israelite, it's old. It's getting old, brothers and sisters. There's people who've known for decades. So we're going to go into the patience that we're going to need in this walk to wait on Christ, to wait on our reward. A lot of times we, you know, we come to the truth and we start following the law, statutes and commandments. And we're like, where's my where's my blessing at? I've been doing this for four days. A lot of times we do that. So we're going to have to be patient, brothers and sisters, because it's not going to come right away. Let's go to eight, uh, Psalms 86 and 15, brothers and sisters. Psalms 86, verse 15. But thou, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. Brothers and sisters, the, the character quality of patience originates in the Most High himself. He wouldn't have us be patient if he's not patient. It says he's long-suffering. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 15. But thou, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and plenteous in mercy and truth. Thankfully, the Most High exercises the spirit of patience with man, man and woman, brothers and sisters, because it took a long time for a lot of us to get the truth and to actually apply the truth. So thank the Most High that he's patient. So a lot of times when your patient is wearing thin, you think about how patient the Most High has been with you. When there's a brother or a sister who you may not be a fan of at the time, you got to be patient. The same way the Most High is patient with each and every one of us, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time before we move on? Verse 15. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. Right. We're going to go to Ecclesiastes 7 and 8. A patient servant, brothers and sisters. Chapter 7, verse 8. Ecclesiastes 7, verse 8. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient is in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Right, brothers and sisters. So there's more value in being patient than there is in being proud. The end is always better than the beginning, brothers and sisters, especially if you're an Israelite. The beginning <laughs> didn't turn out so well for us, but the end, if we're faithful to the Most High and patient in His Spirit, we will be rewarded. And we're going to go through what that reward is, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time? Verse 8. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Right. So there's high value in waiting, in relying on the Most High, brothers and sisters. Living a life that is dependent strictly on the Most High. There's high value 
in that, brothers and sisters. Whether it's with a job, with a relationship, with a, a position in the work. Whatever it is, brothers and sisters, patience is, the, is a critical virtue that we all must learn to uh, apply. Let's go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Galatians 6, verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we not faint. Right, so brothers and sisters, in due season, there's a time for everything. There's a time for everything, and everything, and at all times, is not the time for certain things. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Right, so don't be tired. In well doing, tired of doing the right thing. Don't become tired doing the right the right things, brothers and sisters. Because why? In due season, you will reap the benefits. You will be rewarded. Patience is what? It's a fruit of the spirit. We must be patient in all aspects of life, brothers and sisters. You'll have an easier life if you're patient. Let's go to Psalms thirty seven. We're going to read one through seven. This is David, brothers and sisters. Psalms 37, verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the, as the green herb. Right, so brothers and sisters, fretting and getting angry only leads to evil. When David got angry with people, brothers and sisters, he talked to the Most High. That's what he did. Patience is trusting God to keep his promise in due time. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Right. So in this world where it seems like those who are breaking the law, the unrighteous are magnified, are shown in the light. We must be patient, brothers and sisters, because why? Read verse 2, brother. Verse 2, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Right, because sin only feels good for a moment. The sin only feels good for a moment, and then it's washed away, brothers and sisters. Verse 3, trust in the Most High and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Most High. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. See, so if you delight in the Most High, that means delight in following his law, statutes, and commandments. Then the Most High will give you exactly what your heart desires. And that's a trick that this society will never tell you. They'll tell you, you have to work 60 years of your life, 24 hours a day, in order to get what you think you deserve. And you don't. only thing you must do is follow what the Most High said, and he'll give it to you. He can give it to you overnight. So a lot of times we spend the majority of our life chasing something that the Most High can give you instantaneously. Continue, brother. Verse 5. Commit thy way unto the Most High. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Right. So our patience is further developed and strengthened by resting in God's perfect will and timing. Verse 6. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Most High and wait patiently for Him. Read that one more time, brother. Rest in the Most High and wait patiently for See, Him. Rest in the Most High and wait patiently, brothers and sisters. Because why? That patience 
It's building your character. Continue, brother. Verse 7. Rest in the Most High and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Right. So, brothers and sisters, don't look at somebody else. You can be a law-abiding citizen, a brother working maybe a minimum wage job or don't have a job at all and see the drug dealer on the corner with the nice big rims and the new car. And sometimes we'll say, well, I mean, why does he deserve to have that? I'm seeing on TV a guy stepping out of a Mercedes Benz with 30-inch rims. Why don't I have that? What am I doing wrong? A lot of times that's what will happen, especially in minority communities, brothers and sisters. Don't look at what others have that aren't following the law and be envious of it. Brothers and sisters, can you read that one more time? Verse 7. <clears throat> Rest in the Most High and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Right. Because why? That person will be taken down. It may seem like, you know, they have everything in, through your perspective. But truly, they don't. If they don't have the truth, they actually have nothing. No matter how much materialistic things they actually indulge in, brothers and sisters. Don't look on TV and say, well, I should have that. You will have it in due time. The most I know what time to give you certain things. And he know when not to give you certain things. Because in your youth, if you're, let's say, you're 16 years old and somebody give you a million dollars. How long is it going to take you to spend that? Can you make that last for the rest of your life? Uh, probably not at 16. <laughs> give it to you at 46. How long will that last you? A lot longer. Because you're a lot smarter. So, brothers and sisters, there's, in due season, you'll receive your reward. The Most High is faithful. We're going to prove it. We will prove it today. Let's go to James 5 and 7, brother. New Testament, brothers and sisters. We're going to read James chapter 5. We're going to read verse 7 through 9. We must be patient, brothers and sisters, even within the work. Because why? You'll be around people sowing seeds and it may seem like they haven't received it at this time. Or it may be taking a little bit longer. You have to be patient. You have to be, this is a marathon. It's not a race. The Bible tells you the race don't go to the swift, brothers and sisters. So even in the truth, trying to share things with people, you must be patient. Because everybody's going to walk at a different pace. So you're going to want to be patient with those, just like the Most High was patient with you. How long did you not do the right thing? Or even want to know what the right thing was. So patience is, is a critical virtue, brothers and sisters, if you want to do the work. And when we say the work, we're just, we mean sowing seeds. That's what the work is in this context. You want to sow seeds, brothers and sisters, of righteousness. Uh, verse 7, brother. James 5, verse 7. Be patient, therefore, brethren, until the coming of the Most High. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Most High. Behold, the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. Right. So, brothers and sisters, when you are a farmer, you sow your seeds and you wait for the harvest. The same way, brothers and sisters, the same way. And that's the same thing we must do here is we must be patient, sow the seeds, sow the seed, do the right thing, practice the right um, the, the right holy days Eating the right foods Because why? A lot of times Majority of people know right from wrong You don't even need the Bible For a lot of things The things you need the Bible for Is really like what? Dietary law Holy days Holidays 
but not killing, not stealing, not, you know, being a fornicator, you know that that's wrong without somebody telling you, brothers and sisters. But there's other things. So we must be patient in this walk. And the Most High will catapult you to the position that He wants you in. To have everything that you deserve. That He can trust you with. And anything He gives you is supposed to be used to do the work. He's not going to give you something for you to say, give me, give me, give me. It's all mine. I do what I want to do. He's going to give it to you if He can know that you're going to use whatever He gave you to build His kingdom. That's the only way, brothers and sisters. For each and every one of us, including myself. Uh, continue, brother. Verse 8. <clears throat> Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts. For the coming of the mo- Most High draweth nigh. Right. So we must be patient on Christ, on the return of Christ. Because a lot of people say, when is Christ coming back? I'm waiting for my deliverance. Patience, young ones. Patience, brothers and sisters, is something we must work on. It's something we must practice. It's something we must apply. Continue, brother. Verse 9. Grudge not one against another. Brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Right. So Christ is at the door, brothers and sisters. We must continue and be patient because when Christ do break the atmosphere, we want to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. We want to not be caught out there somewhere doing something that we have no business doing. So we must be patient, brothers and sisters. And the reward will come unless the Most High is unfaithful. And we know that's not true. We're going to prove it. We're going to Philippians 4 and 4. New Testament, brothers and sisters. Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Read that one more time, brother. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Most High's will. When His will is being carried out, even if you must be patient, we must rejoice in the Most High's will. We never, of course, enjoy our afflictions, but we are com- we're comforted because we know that the Most High is in sovereign control of all things on earth. He's in supreme control. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 4. Rejoice in the Most High always. And again, I say, rejoice. Right. So while you're being patient, we should rejoice, brothers and sisters. We shouldn't be complainers. We shouldn't we should be dealing in the spirit of meekness and humility and patience and long suffering. That's what the Bible tells us, brothers and sisters. Even if you haven't received what you think you're due at this time, the most I have not forgotten. You will get what's due to you, whether it's righteousness or unrighteousness. If you sow unrighteousness, you will get that back. And you probably get that back faster than the righteousness. That's usually how it works for Israel. Let's go to 1 Peter, brother. We're going to read chapter 1, verse 6. First Peter 1, verse 6. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Right, so the Most High may allow a trial. He may allow a fiery trial in order to what mold our character. Continue, brother. Verse 7. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes. Right, see, so the trials you go to is, is worth more than gold because it shapes you, it molds you into who you're going to become for the rest of your life. Verse 7. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, 
though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Christ. Right. So the Most High's purpose is for our growth and His glory. That's why He have us to be patient, brothers and sisters. Even in adversity, brothers and sisters. It's all part of the Most High's plan to mold you, to shape you into the man or woman that He wants you to be. That's going to help Him bring the kingdom. That's going to help Christ, spread Christ's doctrine, the true gospel, the true good news. Let's go to Psalms 18 and 6, brother. Psalms 18, verse 6. In my distress, I called upon the Most High. Read that one more time, brother. In my distress, I called upon the Most High. David steadfastly cried out to the Most High when he was in despair. When you're in despair, that's when you go to the Most High. Verse 6. In my distress, I called upon the Most High and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even unto his ears. Right. So, brothers and sisters, even through adversity, even through trials and tribulation, that's when you cry out to the Most High. Don't keep it bottled in. Cry out to him, to your father. Let's go to Hebrews 11, brother. We're going to read Hebrews 11 and verse 1, please. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right, so faith is... What you, what you pray for, what you hope for that you cannot see, brothers and sisters. So it's the workings of the invisible is what it is. When real faith resides in an individual, it enables a believer to rest in the Most High and wait patiently for Him. That's what true faith will do. Because why? You have faith that the reward will be obtained. It's just like you having a paycheck. You know that you're going to get paid in two weeks. So you're patient to wait on it because you know it's coming. Now, it would be different if you didn't know it was coming and you just working and working. You don't know when the reward is coming, but you know that your reward is coming. You know that there's a promise that will go to you, even if you're not an Israelite. A Gentile will, will receive some of the promise, too, of course. Will receive everything that their heart desires if they follow the law, statutes, and commandments. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Right. So everything we see came from the invisible. Let there be light. Let there be this. Let there be that. Or it all came from the invisible, brothers and sisters. And that's what the Bible is saying. The same way you can see everything you see now, it came from what you cannot see. That's faith, brothers and sisters. You need to have faith. We need to have faith in patience. We must be faithful while being patient. A patient servant, brothers and sisters. We're going to Numbers 23 and 19. Old Testament. Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? 
or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? Right. The best part of the fruit of the spirit that is called patience is that if you do it correctly, you will receive the promise that God made to you. He always keeps his promise. If you utilize in patience correctly, the fruit of the spirit, that is patience. And now we're dealing in a day and age where nobody's patient. You know, the internet, it needs to be fast. It's taking too long loading. I need direct deposit. I don't want to wait. I don't want to have to go. Everything, brothers and sisters, have now become almost instantaneous to, to make you not want to have patience, to want to wait. Everything. We just go, 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 go. Patience, brothers and sisters. You're going to need that on this walk. We, each and every one of us will need to utilize that virtue that is called patience. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Right. So the Most High say, if you follow him. In righteousness, he'll give you everything your heart desires. So if he promised you that, know that you will get it in due season. Not when you think you should have it. When it's most useful for the Most High, that's when we'll receive it. Each and every one of us. The Most High is not on our time. We're on his time. We're going to go to, um, we're going to, go to Luke 15 and 11. The Gospel. We're going to read 11 through 24. This is Christ, brothers and sisters. Luke 15, verse 11. And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portions of the good that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. So a man had two sons who had an inheritance. The youngest son said, I, I need my inheritance now. I, I want to do something now with my inheritance. Continue, brother. Verse 13. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Right. So the younger brother, the younger son received what his father gave him, even though it wasn't time. He received it in a short time after that, spinning it riotously, frivolously. He lost it all. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 13. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there, there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in want. Right. So now he have used his resources and now there's a famine. Continue, brother. Verse 15. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. Why? So now he got a job feeding swine. Verse 16. And he would fain and he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to and to spare? And I perish with with hunger. Right. So now. <clears throat> He's looking to those who work for his father and what they had, what they've received, what they've saved up. After he's already received his inheritance on his own time, not during the time of his father. He wanted to receive it early. And this is what transpired because he received it on his own time. Verse 18, I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no, no more worthy to be called thy son. 
Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Right. So now he's acknowledging the fact that he was wrong. He should have been patient. He's acknowledging that fact. after he had to go feed, <laughs> feed like a servant, eat like a servant, wait on somebody to give him anything that he had because he wasn't being patient. And that happens a lot of times when you're young. That's why the that's why the scripture is telling you about the younger son. Continue, brother. Verse 22. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. So what he did was he humbled himself and went back to his father and apologized. And his father received him back the same way the Most High does for us. We go to him in humility and admit our wrongs, repent and the Most High opens up the gates to us. He, he receives us back. Brothers and sisters, so this is a clear this is a clear understanding about somebody not being patient enough to receive their inheritance in due season, and because of that, they actually worked harder because they weren't patient. Let's let's move forward, brother. Let's go to Romans five and three. We're gonna read verse three through five. Romans 5 verse 3 And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 3 And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And patience experience, and experience hope. Right, so patience can teach us gratitude when we have to wait on something, brothers and sisters. We appreciate and value our blessings more. When we had to wait on it, brothers and sisters. Things don't happen overnight. The more valuable they are, the longer the process. That's how it works, brothers and sisters. Verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Right. So, brothers and sisters, be patient and have faith. Have hope in the reward that you'll receive if you continue to be faithful. In due time, in due season, and it'll be the perfect time for you to experience it, to, to have it. It'll be the perfect time because you'll know how to utilize it. There's no sense in having something and you don't know how to utilize it. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and 12, brother. New Second, Testament, brothers and sisters. 2 Timothy 2, verse 12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Right, so during fiery trials, brothers and sisters, waiting and suffering, we obtain endurance and maturity in the faith. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, we, he will also deny us. Right. So, brothers and sisters, suffer a little while. Be patient. Be long-suffering. It'll be well worth it. It will be well worth it, brothers and sisters. 
It's just like when you haven't eaten for a long period of time. Maybe you haven't eaten for four or five days. That, when, that first taste of food, you just savor it. And it's like, it, it's like ex, pure ecstasy again. Because you were staying. You didn't have it. You were patient. The same way when you receive your gift, your blessing from the Most High God. We're going to go to Isaiah 40 and 31. In the Tanakh, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> Isaiah 40, verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Just like our muscles grow when there's resistance and pressure, right? We will see good results when we trust in the Most High in patience. Brothers and sisters, can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Right. When we're going through times of grief and agony and despair, brothers and sisters, if we choose to be patient, we will naturally draw closer to the Most High God through prayer and through worship. Patience means that we're going to wait and rely on the Most High God's timing. That's what patience is, brothers and sisters. Suffering, being uncomfortable. That's patience. This is what you must do if you're going to serve the Most High God. You're not going to receive it overnight. Are you in for the long haul? Are you in for the short race? We're going to go to Proverbs 16 and 32. <clears throat> Proverbs 16, verse 32. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. Right. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 32. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Right. So will you be patient and wait on the most high? Or be impatient and act on your own will? Having patience, brothers and sisters, being long-suffering is a extraordinary attribute that if you utilize it correctly, will benefit you for the rest of your life. The rest of your natural life. It's something that doesn't come overnight. It's something we actually have to work towards, brothers and sisters. In going through certain fiery trials and tribulations, it works that patience. Let's go to Proverbs 25 and 25, just a few chapters over. Proverbs 25, verse 25. As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. So long suffering is a pivotal virtue, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 25. As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. See, stay impatient, brothers and sisters. You ever been thirsty, extremely thirsty, get that drink of water? You're, you're refreshed, you're replenished, you're happy. Patience, brothers and sisters, it works. Patience works. It works righteousness in each and every one of us. Being patient. I, you rarely hear somebody say, I was too patient. You usually hear, I acted too quickly and I set myself up to fail. Mm -hmm. 
So this is something we must practice, brothers and sisters. Especially if you want to serve the Most High God. You must be faithful and be patient and wait on our Savior, Christ. Because why? The reason He hasn't come back is because the Most High is trying to give us enough time to get right. He loves us so much. He's so equitable that He don't want to come just yet. He still want to get more of His children, more of His people. And if He come too quick, a lot of us going to be not going to make it. A lot of us not going to make it. So out of being long-suffering and being equitable, He's doing this for us. He's doing this for us, brothers and sisters. I know now, when you have the truth, you're like, all right, I'm ready for him to come now. (laughs) But what about last year when you didn't have it? Or five years ago when you didn't have it and he waited? So we got to do the same thing, brothers and sisters. We must be patient. You will be rewarded. And we're going to go over what that reward is going to be. Let's go to Deuteronomy 7 and 9, brother. So patience does not develop. Overnight, brothers and sisters, to jumpstart that development, we must we must start practicing keeping the commandments. Practicing keeping the commandments worketh patience, brothers and sisters. Deuteronomy seven verse nine. Know therefore that the Most High God, He is God, the faithful God. Read that again, brother. Verse nine. Know therefore that the Most High God, He is God, the faithful God. Which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Right. Brothers and sisters, the Most High is a faithful God. That's Examine that. That's the operative word, brothers and sisters. He's faithful. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 9. Know therefore that the Most High God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Right. To those. He'll keep his covenant to those who keep his commandments. The covenant, brothers and sisters, was with the children of Israel. If you follow these laws, statutes, and commandments, you'll rule the world. You'll have dominion over everything. That's the agreement. That's the covenant, brothers and sisters. And if you don't, then you're going to be beneath everybody. You're going to be the tail end, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 9. Know therefore that the Most High God, He is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. Right, to a thousand generations, brothers and sisters. Our forefathers made a covenant with the Most High God that they would follow His law, statutes, and commandments. And if you don't follow Him, the Most High is going to pay you to your face. And at this point... To be quite honest, our people aren't following the law, statutes, and commandments. The covenant is with those who follow the commandments. Now, that's that would be weird if you're a Christian or in a Christian church because they tell you you don't need to follow law, statutes, and commandments. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 9. Know therefore that the Most High God, He is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love Him. To those who love Him. He'll, he, he will be faithful to those who love Him. How do you love Him? And keep his commandments. That's how you love him, brothers and sisters. So if you're looking for deliverance, you got to follow the law. If you're not going to follow the law, there is no deliverance. There is no reward. Your reward is hellfire. That's what your reward is if you're not following these commandments, brothers and sisters. Verse 10. And repay it. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 9. Know therefore that the most high God, he is God. The faithful God, which keepeth the covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Right. So he's faithful to those who love him. Let's show you. How do you love him? John 14 and 15. How do you love the Most High? 
Because everybody says that. I don't know anybody who you could walk down the street and ask, you love God? And they wouldn't say yes. John 14, verse 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments. See? So, how can a Christian or any pastor say you don't need to follow the law and that they, that you, that they love God? See, and they never teach us this. We're looking for deliverance. We're looking for our communities to be raised up. We're looking for rulership. We're looking for financial gain. But we're not keeping any commandments. The Most High said he's faithful to those who love him. And how do you love him? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments. See? The covenant, the agreement, brothers and sisters. If you're in a relationship, you have an agreement with the person you're in a relationship with. You can't just tell them every day, oh yeah, I love you, I love you, and then go do what you want to do. That's not, even in regular life, you know something's not right about that. If you love the Most High, you do what He said. That's it. Each and every one of us. If you want Him to be faithful. If you don't want Him to be faithful, then hey, you do whatever you want to do. But the Most High is not going to protect you. He's not going to give you anything. Neither will Satan. Satan's not going to give you anything either because why? You're lukewarm. So you're in the middle. You're not following Satan. So he's not going to give you anything. You're not following the Most High. So he's not going to give you anything. So now you're just caught in the middle, not getting blessings from anywhere because you're lukewarm. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Right. So when we break the Most High's commandments, what is that? That's hatred towards the Most High. That's what it is. That's what it is, brothers and sisters. And, and Gentiles can break that law, these laws, and not be immediately punished. Because why? There was no agreement with Gentiles. The agreement was with Israel. So Israel must follow these laws, brothers and sisters. It is The agreement is not with Gentiles. That's why they're not following the law. They're going to tell you, you don't have to follow the law. Our fault, it's our fault for listening to them. That's, that's what's our fault. For listening to Gentiles tell us we don't need to follow the law. Because they've received everything by not following the law. Because they weren't given the law, brothers and sisters. So we can't listen to them. I'll hear you out, but I i mean, that's good for you, brother. But I'm, I have to follow these. I have to. I must follow these. Let's go to Psalms 147 and 19. A faithful servant, brothers and sisters. Psalms 147, verse 19. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 19. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. See, this is why other nations don't follow the law, because he didn't show the law to them. So if they became the authority, what would they do? They would teach it's okay to sin and break the Most High's law. Because why? They received rulership while breaking the law. So they would teach it, brothers and sisters. By default, as long as we break the Most High's law, they're going to rule over us. And they'll never tell you that, brothers and sisters. They'll never tell you that. In fact, they'll. Pro- it seems like these Edomites, the ruling powers, have looked in the Bible and said, Okay, the Most High said don't do this. Let's make a law that they can do it. Every single thing that the Most High said don't do, they went and made a law that allows you to do it and then put legislation in place to protect you so nobody could say anything about you or to you if you wanted to do this. If you want to be a homosexual, that's fine. You want to be a porn star, that's fine. Whatever you want to do is fine. 
Hey, you want to eat pork? That's fine. Everything's okay. You want to celebrate Christmas? That's cool too. We'll give you the day off. So this is what they would do. They would look right in the record. It seems like that's what they did. And then made laws to go against everything the Most High said. I said, rest on the seventh day. They said, no, 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 no. You're going to rest on the first day. I said, he said, celebrate the Passover. No, 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 no. Easter. Easter. That's for you. See? This is what they did because they knew that the law was given to us. And the only way they could continue to rule over us is by perpetuating sin throughout each and every generation, brothers and sisters. This is what the Christians should be teaching. That if we break God's law, they're going to stay over us. That should be taught in every Christian church. Every Christian church. Not that you can do what you want to do or if you choose or whatever they're saying up in there. We must follow the law if you're looking to be rewarded. If you're looking to be liberated and delivered. You must follow the law. There's no other way. There's no other way. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Actually... Read that one more time, brother, 19 and 20. Psalms 147, verse 19. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Most High. Right, so they wouldn't teach him because they don't know him, brothers and sisters. They're not looking to teach you something they don't know. They have their own culture. They do what they want to do, brothers and sisters. And we don't fault them. We don't fault them. This is what they did to get rich. They believe that you can do whatever you want and be rewarded because they can. Because why? They're following the God of this world, which is who? Satan or Yahweh, Jehovah. That's who they're following. They're not following the most high God. Brothers and sisters. So this is why they teach you. Gentiles have now come into our record and taught us that it's, it's okay to break the law. Look at our neighborhoods. Look at our communities. Something must change. Something must change. We're going to go to Deuteronomy 7 and 10. Something must change, brothers and sisters. As long as we sin, they will rule over us. Deuteronomy 7 verse 10. And repayeth them that hate him to their face. Read that again, brother. And repayeth them that hate him to their face. He will pay you to your face. Who hates the most high? Those who break his commandments. He will pay you to your face. Because why? You know better. You you know better. You know what's right. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 10. And repayeth them that hate, that hate him to their face. To destroy them. He will not slack to him that hateth him. He will repay him to his face. And you don't want the Most High to see you face to face. You don't want that. I don't want that. We don't want that, brothers and sisters. Because he will. If you hate him and you don't keep his commandments, you're going to deal in the situation that you're dealing in. You're going to be the tail. Somebody else is going to be the head. You're going to get the last pick. You're going to get the, the lowest amount of everything. You're going to make. You're going to be looked at as a byword if you don't follow these law, statutes, and commandments. They, they, this should be taught because while you're being patient, this is what you're doing. While you're being patient, you have to follow the laws. Or you just if you're being patient and breaking the laws, then you're not really being patient. You're doing what you want to do. You must. This is what you do while you're being patient: is follow the laws, statutes, and commandments. That's what each and every one of us do while we're waiting on the reward. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse ten: 
and repayeth them that hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not slack to him that hated him. He will repay him to his face. And we've already read that if you break the Most High's commandments, you hate the Most High. No matter what you say out of your mouth, oh, I love you, Jesus, I love... Mm-mm. You're not following my laws. It doesn't matter what you're saying out of your mouth. It's the same way. Even when you're a parent. Even when you, you know, you're, you're in some level of authority at a job. Somebody say they respect you, but they're not doing anything you say. Well, now you got to be fired now. Mm-hmm. Or now you have to be reprimanded. Because you keep saying, yeah, you understand. But your behavior doesn't show that you understand. Mm-hmm. You have to give this life up for the next life. You have to give Satan's kingdom up for Christ's kingdom. You can't have them both. We can't have them both, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Romans 8 and 28. New Testament, Paul's works. Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work work together for good to them that love God. To who? To them that love God. And we know that you love the Most High by doing what? Keeping His commandments. See, this is why they told you you didn't need to follow. And this is why nothing turns out right for us. Anytime something's good going on, it must be a trap. It must be a setup. It's too good, right? This can't be for black people. Sounds too good. If you love him, things will work out for you. Not if you tell him you love him. If you keep his commandments, the Most High will be forced. You're forcing his hand to deliver you. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Right. So this is exactly why they would make up laws against the Most High. You want to be do abortion? Okay, cool. You want to be homosexual? Get married? Ah, fine. Fine. It's okay. You want to vaccinate yourself? Vaccinate your children? Put swine flu up in you? Put cow pus up in you? Fine. Hey, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we'll prescribe you, uh, you know, category five drugs that, that's highly addictive. Anything you want, you can do. See? They would open up the Bible, look at what it says, and then institute laws on the contrary of it. Because they know. And we don't fall Gentiles because why? Anybody in a foreign book would do the same. If you opened up a Chinese book right now, you going to follow what's in there? No. <laughs> so imagine them opening up your record. They're like, I ain't doing that. I'm not doing that. Same way. So we don't fault Gentiles, brothers and sisters. We don't fault them. Because they're just doing what any foreigner would do in a foreign record. Not their fault. Till Christ come back, then it's their fault. But we don't blame you. Hey, it's on you. We're going to 1 John 5 and 3. Because while you're being patient, this is what you must do. You're not just waiting in your time of leisure, just sitting around. No. You have a responsibility. This is your responsibility. 1 John 5, verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. See, the the commandments are easy, brothers and sisters. The commandments are not hard, brothers and sisters. Don't spend money on the seventh day of the week. That's easy. Don't eat pork. Get something else. That's easy. This is easy, brothers and sisters. Follow the commandments. This is in the New Testament, brothers and sisters. Because if we don't, what? Then we'll contribute to our own servitude. 
We're contributing to our own servitude. And you can't be mad at the white man because he's the benefactor of your foolishness. He's the benefactor. That's not his fault. It's your fault. It's my fault. It's our fault. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. I had a conversation with a Christian, brother, uh, who calls himself a teacher. And I asked him this week, I said, brother, I just have a simple question. What is a sin? He said, not me. I, I really don't know. I'm open to your advice on that. And I'm like, brother, I didn't say this to him, but I'm thinking, how are you teaching the Bible and you don't know what a sin is, brother? Well, you know, everybody have their own thought on what a sin is. I'm like, brother, no. First John tell you that a sin is transgression of the law. So if there's no law, then there's no sin. So are you saying there's no sin now? Because that's where it leads you. And this is what's being taught, brothers and sisters. And the people who want to do the wrong thing, that's all they need to hear. They're pure they're gone. That's all they need to hear. They don't need to hear nothing else. There's no law. There's no sin. My pastor told me I'm gone. It's, brothers and sisters, this will perpetuate the mental captivity, the mental slavery, brothers and sisters. If we don't follow these laws, statutes, and commandments, you're never going to receive what your heart desires. You're always going to long for it. You're always going to have to work for it. This is your work right here. Learning your Bible. Keeping the law, statutes, and commandments. This is your work. This is your school. This is your job. Brothers and sisters. The Most High will give you everything you want. Everything you need. The only thing you have to do is follow His law, statutes, and commandments. Just show Him that you love Him. And that's a major step because why? The majority of the world are not going to do this. They're not going to do it. And that's okay. Because that's why you get the reward. Everybody not going to get the reward because why? It's hard to keep the commandments sometimes. Sometimes. You're tempted. But the fact that you did it anyway is why you're going to receive the reward. Some people not going to go through that. They're not going to... Listen, they need to be comfortable. They're not looking to be uncomfortable. So for you being uncomfortable, you receive the kingdom. Because you were uncomfortable for the most high. It's a short time. It's a short time for eternity for you to be able to do what you want to do. In righteousness, in love, have what you want to have, all the resources, forever, for eternity. That's worth 50 years, 60 years, 70 years of just following the law, statutes, and commandments, brothers and sisters. So you got to screen people through the Bible. You got to screen these pastors through the Bible, especially these Christians through the Bible. You're saying you love the Most High God. How do you love Him? That's what I ask a Christian. How do you love the Most High? I tell him every day. I worship him. Nah, nah, brother. No. If you love the Most High, you do what he said. Same way with your parents. You love your mom. You love your dad. You do what they say. You don't disrespect them by not following what they say and just say, yeah, I love you, mom. But I'm not coming in at 9. I'm going to be there at 1030. That's not love, brothers and sisters. Now you need a new key. You can't even get in the house now. And that's how it is. You must. I don't know you know, how much more clear we can make it. If you're going to be patient and be faithful, this is what you must be doing while you're being patient, brothers and sisters. Can you read uh, 1 John 5 and 3 one more time, brother, before we move on? Verse 3. For this is the love of God. That we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Otherwise, we're going to contribute to our own captivity, brothers and sisters. 
We're going to contribute to that. Let's go to 1 John 2 and 4. Just a few chapters over. 1 John 2 verse 4. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. So, you, what's going on with your heart? Because you can claim you know the Most High, but if you're not keeping his commandments, you're what? Read that again, brother. Verse 4. He, say, he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. These pastors don't know the Most High, brothers and sisters. I don't care what, how long they claim they've been learning the Bible. If you're telling me I don't have to follow the law, statutes, and commandments, you don't know the Most High. In fact, you're a liar. You're being disingenuous. You're being disingenuous. I don't care what, how many doctorates you got. You're leading us into a perpetual state of mental slavery. That's what's going on, brothers and sisters. That's why the Most High, these pastors better get it correct. They better get it correct because they're leading our people astray. Our people look to these people for guidance and counsel. And the only thing you can say is, oh, you don't got to worry about that. Oh, you don't got to worry about that. Well, what about this? Well, you don't got to worry about that. You ain't got to worry about that. You ain't got to worry about that. Anything you bring them, you ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> Anything you bring. You're a liar if you say we don't need to follow the commandments. Let's go to Psalms 12 and 1. Psalms 12, verse 1. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from the, among the children of men. Right, so godly men are compromising. There's hardly any godly men. That's what this is saying. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 1. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity every one with his neighbor. With flattering lips and with a double heart to do, do they speak. The Most High shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said, with our tongue we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Right, and that's what these Christian churches say. Who can judge us? I, I do what I want to do. I, I can do whatever I want to do. Who, who can judge us? Continue, brother. Verse, verse 5. For the oppression of the poor... For the sighing of the needy, now will I rise, saith the Most High. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. So those who come against you, brothers and sisters, those of the elite, those of the powers, the Jewish powers, the government, those who come against you, the Most High, will preserve us if we cleave to him. Continue, brother. Verse, verse 6. The words of the Most High are pure, are pure words, as silver trod in the furnace of earth. Purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from the generations forever. Right, so he will preserve those who cleave to him and follow his commandments. That's how you cleave to him. If you cleave to him, he will protect you. He will preserve you throughout this time of Jacob's trouble, brothers and sisters. Can you read, uh, read that one more time, brother? Verse 7. Thou... Well, verse 7, thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the wildest, when the vilest men are exalt, exalted. Right. So in this world, the evil is exalted, brothers and sisters, but the pure righteous man is oppressed. 
That's what this is saying. And the Most High, He gonna protect you. You cleave to Him. He gonna protect you. Not only protect you, He gonna give you what you want and what you need. Because why? You gonna do the right thing with it. Mm -hmm. You gonna do the right thing. Go to Psalms 31 and 23, brother. Just a few chapters over. Psalms 31, verse 23. O love, o love the Most High, all ye his saints. His saints, who is this? For the Most High preserveth the faithful, and the plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Right, the saints are who? The children of Israel, those who made a covenant with the Most High. Our forefathers made a covenant, an agreement, that if we followed him, he would put us above all people. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 23. O love the Most High, all ye his saints, for the Most High preserveth the faithful, and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Right, so you must be faithful. The Most High will preserve you if you're faithful, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 24. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Most High. Right, so the Most High will strengthen our heart when we're in line with his commandments, brothers and sisters. And the commandments are not hard. It's not hard for you to walk into a grocery aisle, a market, and look at pork chops and say, you know what, I'm going to get beef chops, or I'm going to get lamb chops, or something that's lawful. That's a choice. That's a choice. That's not hard. So for somebody not to follow these laws, you, you're not even trying. You're not even trying, because it's easy. You'll follow all the laws the government tell you to follow, though, won't you? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 24. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Right, so if you follow his law, statutes, and commandments, he will strengthen you spiritually and physically, brothers and sisters, and emotionally. He's your rock, because you're following his law, statutes, and commandments, which worketh perfection in your members. It's not just following the law. When you start following these laws, it starts to change how you think. It starts to change your attitude. It starts to change your patience, your humility. It changes all of those things just by you following certain laws. It's not even about you just following the law. It's something deeper than that. Something deeper than that. But you must experience it by doing it. That's the only way. That's the only way, brothers and sisters. You must come as a child, Christ said. That's the way. We're going to Psalms 119 and 85. Just a few chapters over. Psalms 119, verse 85. The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. Right. So there's a systematic setup through the government, through the powers. Those who are in, infl uh, excuse me, those who are in influential positions, they would set up snares against us, brothers and sisters, to trap us so they can rule over us from generation to generation. I'm going to make holidays legal. I'm going to give them a day off. I'm going to make pork cheap. See, they would do all of these things just in order to rule over you. You thought that they were giving you freedom and rights. No. They were taking your freedom and your rights. Mm -hmm. You don't have the freedom to do something that's unlawful. You don't have that freedom, nor do you deserve that freedom. You don't have that right. We shouldn't have the right to go eat crab, shrimp, and lobster. That, that shouldn't, you shouldn't have that right. A man shouldn't have a right to be carrying around a purse with some heels on 
You don't have that right. They would give it to you though. They give you the right to marry a man. They'll give you that. Because they know this perpetuates you being under their foot. Continue, brother. Read that one more time, actually. Verse 85. The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. Right. So they would institute the biggest snares. One of the biggest snares is what? The Roman Catholic Church and all of the religions that came from the Roman Catholic Church. That's one of the biggest snares. What else? You got the education system. It's really what? Institutionalized education that will have you follow and become acclimated within the government who have enslaved you. That's what, they, that's what the education have become. Forget your past. Forget your forefathers. Uphold your place of captivity as home. This is what they would teach you, brothers and sisters. Uphold servitude as freedom. This is what they would teach you in their institutionalized education, brothers and sisters. Can you read uh, read that from the top, brother? Verse 85? Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. Verse 85. The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. They had almost consumed me upon earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. Right. I forsook not thy precepts. You must stay in the precepts, brothers and sisters, the scriptures. Because why? They, they have all types of snares. In these education systems, in these colleges, they have what? Sororities, fraternity initiations, right? Where they're hazing you, having you compromise yourself. And they won't tell you that the compromise that you're about to, con- that you're about to conduct is going to change you emotionally for the rest of your life. You'll never be the same again because you compromised. And they know this. And now, since we got you in a compromising position, we're going to use that against you in the future for you to do what we say. Or we're going to promote you being in that compromising position. This is what they're doing, brothers and sisters. This is what they're doing. And they'll never just come out and tell you. But they talk about it amongst themselves. How can we trick these people into a hundred more years of building for us? Working for us, fighting for us. How can we trick them? Continue, brother. Verse 88. Quicken me after thy loving kindness. So shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. Right. And we know what the testimony is. The testimony of his mouth is the Bible. There's laws, statutes, and commandments, brothers and sisters. We're going to move forward. We're going to Luke 6 and 8, uh, 16 and 8. Luke 16, verse 8. And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in, the, in their generation wiser than the children of light. Read that again, brother. Verse 8. And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. Examine this part, brothers and sisters. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. The children of this world, the children of Satan, are wiser than the children of light. See? So when they're dealing with these initiations, getting you to compromise yourself, instituting laws against the Bible, they know what they're doing, brothers and sisters. They're wiser than us because why? They have the knowledge of good and evil. They had to read the good in order to find the evil. That's how Eve, and we talk about how Eve was able to deceive her husband. Because why? She had knowledge, that kind of knowledge. Adam didn't have that kind of knowledge. The only knowledge he had was don't touch that tree. He didn't have all the other knowledge that she had. So it made it easy 
for her to deceive him. We have spiritual rules, brothers and sisters, and they don't. They can easily deceive us because they have knowledge we don't have, brothers and sisters. So they know what they're doing. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 8. And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generations wiser than the children of light. And I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness. Right. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 9. And I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness. Right. What, What does that mean? Is it telling you to be friends with unrighteousness? No. What it's telling you is that 2 Timothy 2 and 24 tells you be at peace with all men. That's what it says. If you can be at peace with all men and have no enemies, why wouldn't you do that? Be at peace with all men is what this is saying. Can can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 9. And I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when ye fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitation. Right. So the Most High will use those of unrighteousness if we treat them well to do things we're not allowed to do. To use and break laws that will benefit us. That we're not allowed to do. So if you are at peace with all men. He'll even use your enemy to help you out. That'll happen brothers and sisters. That will happen. Continue brother. Verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon. Who will commit to your trust the true riches. And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man, which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Right. So what this is saying is, if if we can't trust you with Christ's kingdom, he can't give you your own kingdom, brothers and sisters. Read, read uh, that last last verse again, brother. <clears throat> verse twelve. And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own's? No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Right, it's only two sides, brothers and sisters. You're going to make a choice. It's gonna, You're going to be forced to make a choice. And if you're not following the commandments, you've already made your choice. You've already made your choice if you're not following the commandments. You're following Satan. You can't serve two masters. One or the other. And if you're not following the commandments, you've already made your choice. But you're going to have to choose. That's what this is saying. You're going to have to choose. There's a choice that needs to be made. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We've got a few more scriptures. We're going to read verse chapter 10, verse 12 and 13. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. So everything you go through, brothers and sisters, other people have gone through it too. The things that may tempt you to not be faithful, to not be patient, to go here and do this and do that and do this. There's other people who have gone through these same things, brothers and sisters. So if they could persevere, so can you. Verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, 
that ye may be able to bear it. So when you're being tempted, there's always an escape hatch. The only question is, will you take it? Will you take the escape? You must be able to, you'll be able to withstand the onslaught of temptation because why? You're putting the commandments first. When you put the commandments first, you're able to conquer temptation, brothers and sisters. That's what the Bible is saying. It's all of you must keep the commandments. If you're going to be patient in the faith, looking for a reward, looking for liberation, deliverance, you must keep the law, statutes, and commandments, brothers and sisters. That's your duty. That's your job. That's your schooling. That's everything to you. That's everything to us. First Thessalonians 5 and 21. New Testament, brothers and sisters. First Thessalonians 5 verse 21. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Right. Usually when we use a scripture, we're saying, yeah, prove everything that you're saying. But that's not the the full the full understanding of this scripture, brothers and sisters. What this is saying is you must screen everything. Everything that comes into your presence, you must screen it to know if it's right. Because if you can't screen it through the Bible, if it's a gray area, stay away from it. The answer is no. That's what I tell my children. If it's even a question, the answer is no. Because if it's a question, then you know it's wrong. Because it's a question. If you need to ask the Most High, can you do something? Nine times out of ten, the answer is no. And you already know that. You just need him to to make you feel okay about it. That's usually how it happens. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 21. Prove all things and hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. See, that's why it says abstain from all appearance of evil. Anything that may look like it could be wrong, stay away from it. Any gray areas, stay away from it. While you're being patient and faithful, waiting on your rewards, stay away from anything that can be misconstrued as evil. That's what it's saying, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the most of the Lord Christ. Right. So, brothers and sisters, if you stay on the right path, following the law, statutes, and commandments, continue to be patient in humility. You will receive reward when Christ returns. Continue, brother. Verse 24. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Right. Faithful is he who calleth you, who will also do it, brothers and sisters. You must do it. You must follow the law, statutes, and commandments in order for the Most High to be faithful. When somebody comes to you and asks you to sin, you got to look at them like you have lost your mind. You have lost your mind, brother or sister. You're going to impede your opportunity to to communicate with me if you do, if you present this sin before me. Because why? People got to know sin is offensive. They need to know that because a lot of times you come into the truth, you get around people, and you try to shelter who you are and become you know like them almost. No, they need to. Some there's going to come a time where they need to know that sin is offensive to you. Period. Brother, can you read 21 through 24 one more time? Verse 21. Prove all things and hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you. 
who also will do it. Right. So, brothers and sisters, there comes a time where people must know we stand for something. That time has come now. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 2. Just a few chapters over. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. We're going to read uh, 2 through 5. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 2. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not, not faith. This is usually those who are in authority, brothers and sisters. Verse 3. But the Most High is faithful. Who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 3. But the Most High is faithful. Who shall establish you and keep you from evil. The Most High is faithful, brothers and sisters. You stay faithful, he will stay stay faithful. Verse 4. And we have confidence in the Most High touching you. That ye both do and will do the things which we command you. See? So the love of the Most High is keeping the commandments and patiently Preserve, persevering against evil. That's our duty, brothers and sisters. It, over and over, the scriptures say the Most High is faithful. The Most High is faithful. The Most High is faithful. And He is. If you're faithful, He's faithful. So we must hold up our end of the bargain in order to receive the reward. Each and every one of us have a duty. Verse 5. And the Most High direct your hearts into the love of God. And we already know what the love of God is, keeping His commandments. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 5. And the Most High direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. See, so if the Most High, if you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not telling you to break the law. <laughs> I spoke to a brother about that this week. Well, yeah, when you're led by the Spirit, you don't have to follow the law. I'm like, brother, what spirit are you being led by? Because... The Holy Spirit was would not tell you to break the law. I don't know what I don't know what you're dealing with right now. The Holy the Most High is not going to lead you to think you don't need to follow the law. That's Satan, brother. That's Satan. You've been bamboozled. <laughs> That's the devil, brother. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse five, and the Most High direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. Right. So we keep the commandments as we're waiting. For Christ. We're waiting on our deliverance. Our, our big brother Christ. Is the only reason why we can get out of this condition. If it wasn't for Christ's blood. Israel would always be poor. Destitute. In the ghettos. We need an Israelite. Sacrifice. For an Israelite. And Christ was that sacrifice. Therefore when he come back. We can be received again. Because if it wasn't for that blood. We would continue to be in this situation. This circumstance. Forever. So thanks to Christ's blood, we have an opportunity to receive that agreement, that covenant again, to be taken back. And we're going to go into that covenant. We're going to show you what it is. Let's go to Hebrews 10.23 and then we'll end it in Deuteronomy 28. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Hebrews 10 and 23. Let us hold fast to prevent the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. He is faithful that promised. Here it is again. The Most High is faithful, brothers and sisters. Despite life's many difficulties, followers of Christ should find courage and strength knowing that the Most High is in sovereign control 
over all the earth. He's in supreme control, supreme deity. The Most High controls everything. So we should have faith in that. We should have courage. We should be long-suffering knowing that the Most High controls all. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Right. So let's show you what he's faithful in. What did he promise? Let's show you what he promised us if we are faithful. Go to Deuteronomy 28, brother. This is what you receive, Israel, if you're faithful and patient. We're going to read, we're going to start at verse 1, brother. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. If you listen to the Most High God of Israel, Ahio. To observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the most high God will set thee on high above all nations on the earth. That he will set thee on high above all nations on the earth. You don't ever have to worry about working for anybody. That's what this is saying. You will not have to work. See, some people will look at this and say, oh, no, I don't know about that. Be above all people. And I'm thinking... You have a problem with the white man being over everybody right now? No, you don't have a problem with that, do you? You don't have a problem with the white man being over all nations right now. But if it's you, what kind of programming is that? Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Most High God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, That the Most High God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. You will never have to worry about working for somebody. They didn't tell you that working for somebody else is a curse. It's a blessing to be an entrepreneur, to be an executive. We're all going to be executives, brothers and sisters. Can you continue, continue, brother? Verse 2. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Most High God. See, this needs to be read in every Christian church. Every Christian church. If you listen, this is what you will receive, Israel. Continue, brother. Verse 3. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. You will run your own cities. You will have full control, brothers and sisters, under the spirit of the Most High. And he will make your harvest plentiful. That's what it says. Blessed shalt thou be in the field. No more empty refrigerators. That's what this is saying. No more. Verse verse 4, blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle. Actually, uh, start up one more scripture, brother. Verse 3, blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Right, so in your land you'll be blessed. You'll make all the rules, you'll be righteous. It says in the field, all the produce, all the agriculture, it all belongs to you. You don't have to go to anybody else for anything, ever, at all. This is what you'll receive, Israel, if you're faithful. Verse 4. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. See? All the resources, all the food, all the tomatoes, the potato, everything will be ruled by you. If you follow these law, statutes, and commandments. This is what needs to be taught in these churches, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 5. 
Blessed shall be thy basket at thy store. The basket in thy store is what? That's your savings, brothers and sisters. That's your savings. No more overdrawn accounts. That's a thing of the past. Everything is owned by you and sold by you. That's what this is saying. Continue, brother. Verse 6. Blessed shalt thou be when thou cometh in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. Right. So each child would be blessed. Each child would add to your entrepreneurship and help build your enterprise. That's what this is saying, brothers and sisters. That's what this is saying. You would have abundance to leave to your children. See, the Most High wasn't just thinking about us. He was thinking about our children, too. Your children will be in abundance. See? Pregnancy would be no longer a curse. You wouldn't have sisters saying, I don't know how I'm going to feed this child. No. You're going to have all the food. Bible says so. You won't have to think about that anymore. This is what you will receive if you're faithful. Brothers and sisters. What scripture are you on, brother? Verse 7. All right. Well, well, there. Verse 7. The Most High shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. If any other nation try to collude against you, you're going to win every war. This is what the Bible says. This is what you receive if you're faithful, if you're patient. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. The Most High shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. Right. Continue, brother. Verse 8. The Most High shall command thee blessings upon thee, command the blessings upon thee in thy storehouses, and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Most High God giveth thee. That means you will run all markets on the earth. The same way they got their, their stock markets. Yeah. Yeah. That's ours. Thank you. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thanks for holding it for me. See? You're going to run everything. If you follow my law, statutes, and commandments, you will run every industry. Continue, brother. Verse 9. The Most High shall establish thee and holy people unto himself. Right. So, with your rulership, you, we will delegate the resources. Thank you. We'll delegate that now. This is what you receive if you continue in righteousness and be faithful and patient until your reward. This is what you will receive. This is what needs to be taught in the Christian churches. Let's not go into the curses all the time. Let's go into what we receive if we do the right thing. We know about curses. We, if anybody know about being cursed... We got that down. Let's, let's get into the good part. What do we receive? Continue, brother. Verse 9. The Most High shall establish thee in holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Most High God and walk in his ways. Right. So the other nations know there's something special about us, but they're not going to acknowledge anything in us until we acknowledge what's in us. Which is following the law, statutes, and commandments and knowing who we are. Nobody's going to acknowledge you until you acknowledge yourself. Brothers and sisters. Verse 10. And all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Most High. And they shall be afraid of thee. See, they will acknowledge it. But you need to acknowledge it first by following my law, statutes, and commandments. Is what the Most High is saying. So all the nations know it's something special about you. They know it's something special about us. They're not going to acknowledge it, though, till you acknowledge it first. 
They have a belief that if you don't know, it's not their job to tell you. They will allow you to be ignorant. I've read their records, and that's how that's their ideology. If you don't know, that's your problem. I'm not going to tell you. Now, I'll tell you if you know already. Have you know you're a Jew? Okay, yeah, we'll talk about it. But I will never come to you and tell you. Because why? The book was there. I didn't take it from you. You just didn't read it. See, and that's how they make them. That's how they justify. Oh, hey, it was there. I, the book was there. They just didn't read it. This is how they justify themselves, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 11. And the Most High shall make thee plenteous in goods, and the fruit of thy body, and then the fruit of thy cattle, and then the fruit of thy ground, and then the land which the Most High swear unto thy fathers to give thee. Right. You will never have to borrow for anything ever again from anyone at any time for any reason. You're going to have it all. You'll have it all. Continue, brother. Verse 12. The Most High shall open unto thee his good treasures, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. See, we're the bank now. What you need, Edomites? I got you. Ishmaelites, what you need? Hmm? Million, two million, home, what you need? I got you. <laughs> See? We're the merchants now. That's that's the that's our position, but you got to follow these law, statutes, and commandments first. You're not going to get all this, and you can't follow the Most High. You follow me, the Most High is saying, and I'll give you everything. You're either going to be the head or you're going to be the tail. There's no in between with Israel. Either you're going to be at the very end of it, <laughs> or you're going to be up front, representing me. That's what the Most High is saying, brothers and sisters. No other, there is no in between. Yeah, well, I'm gonna just be okay. I'm gonna be in the middle. No, you're gonna be at the end. That's what you're gonna be. You're gonna be in the tail. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse twelve: the The Most High shall open unto thee his good treasures, to the heavens to give rain unto the land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations. And thou shalt not borrow. So you won't have to go get a school loan. You won't have to go get a home loan. You'll be able to build your house as long and as big with as many porches as you want. And nobody's going to be able to do anything about it. You can put four or five decks on it if you want to. You'll have that right. We had that right in Israel. To go cut down a tree and build up a house wherever we wanted to. We don't have that right anymore. Now we're borrowing for a home. This is how they got it. All of this is going to change through our obedience to the Most High. This is what we're going to receive, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 13. And the Most High shall make thee the head and not the tail. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 13. And the Most High shall make thee the head and not the tail. See, there's only... Either you're going to be at the front or you're going to be at the end. So you choose. You want to represent Christ in the front or you're going to wait at the end behind the savages. Behind the heathens. You're behind them. There's no in-between, brothers and sisters, for the children of Israel. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 13. And the Most High shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above shall be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Most High God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. So, brothers and sisters, these are the blessings. These are the rewards that we will receive. And I think now you see why they're teaching you don't need to follow the law. You think they want? You think they were looking for this? Oh, no. They're not looking for this 
ask a black person to borrow something? I'm not doing that. I'd rather die first. That's how they feel. It's not in their best interest, brothers and sisters, to have you follow this book. They know what the record says. They know. They got some of their wisest men breaking down the prophecies in this Bible. Giving it to the government. Giving it to the world powers. They know. This is what is the future for the brothers and sisters who want to receive Christ. Who want to follow his law, statutes, and commandments. Follow his dietary law. Follow his holy days. This is what you receive. Rulership and dominion over everything. Everything. So, brothers and sisters, today's lesson was a patient servant. We wanted to go into some biblical principles in regards to working patience in our life and being faithful to the Most High, who will be faithful to us and reward us with all of the things that we've just read. We want to say, Kwam Yasharala. Kwam Yasharala. Sin no more. Sin no more.